All right, uh, let's take a break from the jazz stuff. We're going to go to Aggie Nevada basketball and helping us to get to know the Nevada Wolfpack is one of the best riders in the Mount West Conference. It is Chris Murray of the Nevada Sportsnet joining us here on the Full Court Press. Chris, thanks for your time. How are you? Good. How are you guys doing? We are great. Uh, Chris, this is uh, listening to Steve Alford in his press conference yesterday. He just kept lamenting that, man, three weeks off and have to go to Utah State is a really tough ask of this team. How much of this layoff is going to affect the Wolfpack? Well, I mean, I think it's not insignificant. Uh, you know, coaches like to build things up and make it sound like the next game is the hardest game in the history of their sport. Uh, you know, he kind of talked before Nevada's game against San Jose State. The makeup game had been canceled, and he was talking about how hard that game was going to be. So there's definitely... Um, less than ideal circumstances for Nevada because they were playing so well. I mean, they went out and they beat UNLV a couple of times. They beat Boise State twice. So they were coming off four straight wins. They were playing their best basketball of the season. And then they have their first positive case. And that, you know, makes them sit out for 18 straight days. They, they just tramped up the full contact practice a couple of days ago. So, you know, they'll have four practices under their belt to get ready for this game. It'd be difficult no matter what because Utah State is good and that's not an easy place to play for sure. But, um, you know, I don't think Nevada's going to forget how to play basketball because they had, you know, 18 days off. They did have a this year where they had 10 days off and they came back and they beat New Mexico twice by double digits. They had a, a period last year. <laughs> which was a really good team. So, um, you know, there's some adversity that Nevada will have to face. But, you know, if they lose this series, if they get swept, I don't think it's fair to, you know, blame it on the layoff. Obviously, um, you know, you you, you might lose a little bit of rhythm. You might be a little rusty at the beginning. But if if they lose in Logan, I'm going to credit Utah State. I'm not going to blame it on the fact that they had to pause because they themselves got a positive case. Chris, this Nevada team, just want to get your assessment on – just how far they've come. I mean, they start Mountain West Conference play splitting a series with the Air Force. But then the last thing, the last game that we've seen, the last series they had, they beat Boise State, who's right there at the top. So how, how I guess, what's the spectrum of this team and how far have they gone? Or was that, are they just kind of hard to put a target on them right now? Yeah, I mean, they've grown a lot for sure. I mean, you mentioned splitting against Air Force. You shouldn't be losing the Air Force this year. I mean, they lost twice at Wyoming. You shouldn't be getting swept up. Um, there's been some downsides for sure, but I mean, Coach Alford's a really good coach. To me, he's the best coach in the Mountain West, one of the best coaches in the West Coast. So despite the fact that he lost four starters and despite the fact that he lost his top four scorers, I mean, you knew he was going to have a good team if given time, and he's been able to develop what is looking like a very strong team right now. I mean, you have to give a lot of credit to Grant Shurfield. Um, you know, he's in the running for Mountain West Player of the Year. He's leading the conference in both points and assists in conference-only games. He's playing very efficiently. He's a transfer from Wichita State who was able to be immediately eligible this season, and without him, Nevada would be in a lot of issues. But he's been tremendous all season. He's been very consistent. He's had a couple of game winners uh, to beat teams right at the end of the buzzer. So um, he's been all you could hope for in a transfer. And then Nevada has a very talented guard right next to him as a transfer, Desmond Cambridge from Brown, um, who's just streaky. He's a streaky shooter. Like, he can go out there and hit seven three-pointers one game and the next game not make much of an impact offensively. You know, I think the good thing about both those guys is they're both very good defenders and they're both willing defenders. And then you look at Nevada up front, they have a, a legit seven-foot center in Warren Washington, another transfer from Oregon State. Got a backup center, six foot eleven KJ Himes, who's a very good defensive player. So, you know, they probably have the pieces you want to try and beat Utah State, given how much strength you have with their center, obviously. 
Um, you know, it's a team that, that has had some weaknesses at times shooting the ball. Um, so the offense can be a little bit inconsistent from game to game, but you can beat the best teams in the Mountain West. I mean, they swept Boise State. You look at their series at San Diego State. They lost both of those games, but one of them came uh, on a buzzer beater from Trey Pullman, and the other one was a five-point loss where Nevada was winning with two minutes left to go. So, I mean, they've only played those two teams among the top tier of the Mountain West since their Colorado State series was canceled. Um, they, they've gone two and two, and all four games came down to the last shot or the last two shots. So um, they definitely have it in them to go out and beat some of these better teams in the Mountain West, like a Utah State, when they play good ball, and they've been able to do that against these teams so far. What are your thoughts on the makeups games next week? And I mean, not only do you guys have makeup games, but then one of them gets canceled because San Jose State's dealing with COVID issues. Does Nevada try to go look for a second game? I know they got Colorado State next week, or are they okay and content with the one? Yeah, I think they're fine with the one. I mean, I'm actually writing a story on this right now. I mean, Coach Alford was very complimentary about the Mountain West and Craig Thompson. I know a lot of people have ripped him for having these games being played, probably a lot because of the television situation. But um, as he said, it, the Mountain West was in a no-win situation. If you didn't play any of these games, people would have been uh, complaining. If you tried to make up all of them, they would have been complaining. Uh, you know, the happy medium of, of trying to at least play every opponent in the conference at least once. Um, Steve Alford was completely fine with, as you mentioned, it was a weird situation because it's announced Nevada is going to play one game at San Jose and one game against Colorado State since they missed both of those series. And then the next day, the San Jose State game is canceled because they have a positive case. Um, you would think, okay, well, maybe you can squeeze in two against Colorado State, but they're playing March 3rd against New Mexico on that game where Nevada was supposed to play San Jose State. So I think Nevada will be fine playing its one game against Colorado State March 5th. I think it's good for them to play them at least once in case they have to face them in the Mountain West Tournament so they have a better feel for their personnel and how they match up. Um, you know, it's not ideal for Nevada that they didn't get to play San Jose State at all this year because that's probably two wins. But as Coach Alford said, the fact that most of the teams in the Mountain West are going to end up playing 17, 18, 19 conference games when you look at some of these other conferences across the nation has been a huge win for the conference. And the fact that they basically were able to play a full conference season. Yeah, maybe you lose one or two games here. But um, I think for his team, he'd, he'd like to play as many games as possible just because of this layoff. Um, but I think getting three games over the next 10 days heading into the Mountain West Tournament should be enough for them to try and get back to the level that they were playing at when they did sweep Boise State the last time they took the court. Chris, uh, this is a very you know, unique scheduling concept. Speaking of schedules, the way the Mountain West has been handled their scheduling this year with conference opponents, what's been the attitude there uh, with with Nevada and playing the two games in just a few days and then uh, you know playing the same opponent kind of back-to-back? Yeah, I mean, Coach Alford's been completely fine with it. I think he was one of the coaches who was pushing it because he just wanted to get in as many games as possible. I mean, the thing he talked about the entire season is the student-athlete experience. Obviously, he was a high-level player, one of the best college basketball players ever, really won a national championship with Indiana. And, you know, he's talked a lot about how these players missed the postseason last year, didn't get to play. Um, they really didn't get an on-conference schedule this year. I mean, Nevada was supposed to play in the uh, Grand Cayman Islands and ended up having to play a couple games in Lincoln, Nebraska, which isn't quite the exact same deal. Um, so he, he was like, any way that we can get in the most games and be as safe as possible. And I think the proof is in the pudding. I mean, as we mentioned, almost all these Mountain West schools are playing at least 16 of their 20 games. So I think the scheduling worked out exactly how they wanted it to. Now, not, you know, it hasn't been perfect, but, um, you know, I think he's been really happy with the fact that they've had as robust a season as you could possibly have or expect. Um, and hopefully everybody goes into the Mountain West tournament healthy and there aren't any postponements or cancellations or any issues with the bracket once that thing's set. I think if 
they at least get through that. I think everybody in the Mountain West should be thrilled, no matter how many teams they get into the NCAA tournament. I mean, it could really be anywhere from two to five at this point. Um, you'd want to see it higher, and the Mountain West needs it to be higher, given some of the NCAA tournament units they've lost over the last couple of years. But um, I think it's been a successful season in the Mountain West, and I, I think Coach Alford would say the same thing, just given the difficulties that everybody in the nation has had to face with this pandemic. Uh, Chris Murray of the Nevada Sports Net here joining us on the Full Court Press, getting us ready for Aggies Wolfpack Game 1. What has stood out to you about the Utah State Aggies so far? I think the defense. I mean, the defense has been spectacular, really. I know there was a little bit of slippage, um, you know, of late against Boise State, maybe not quite playing as well defensively as you'd hope. But, I mean, they're number 20 in Kempon defense, and you'll take that any day of the year. I mean, that that's a great ranking, and the offense has been pretty strong as well. I mean, I think everybody expected without Sam Merrill there, okay, maybe if you play to your potential, you get to an NIT. And, you know, going into last week, this was a team that was in the NCAA tournament bracket, and obviously things didn't go well at Boise State, and that really hurts their chances. But I think it shows you why Craig Smith just got this extension, right? Because he's done a tremendous job uh, inheriting a program that, you know, just wasn't great when he took it over and three Mountain West championships in two years, and in the running again this year. So, um, you know, I think the guards are, re- are really, really strong. There's a lot of depth there. Um, you know, obviously there's been some injuries at the point guard position. If they're not full strength, that's going to hurt them coming into this game. But, I mean, they have the league's best center. They've got some really good guards. Justin Bean is one of the most versatile players in the entire conference. So there's definitely seven or eight really good players on this roster. So the rotation is good enough to go out to a Mountain West tournament and win the whole thing. Um, but I think, including Nevada, I think there are probably five teams that are saying, we're good enough to go out and win this Mountain West tournament. I think that's a fun and exciting thing, because that's the kind of depth that we saw six, seven, eight years ago when the Mountain West was sending three to five teams to the NCAA tournament. And that's where it has to be, to be one of the better team uh, conferences in the nation. And I think Utah State's growth under Craig Smith is a huge push in the right direction for the entire conference, because UNLV should be good. New Mexico should be good. San Diego State should be good. Nevada after Eric Musselman should be good. Boise State's going to be good under Leon Rice. Colorado State has taken a step forward, and now Utah State is one of the elite teams in the conference. So between those seven or eight teams, I mean, you should think that four to six of them should be NCAA tournament caliber every single year. And it's really nice to see Utah State kind of at the the place where, um, you know, Stu Morrill had this program for so long. Chris, uh, you already alluded to these guys. Uh, great guard play for Nevada, Sherfield, and, and Cambridge having great seasons for the Nevada Wolfpack. Uh, if you wouldn't mind, just kind of de- describe to us the, their style of play and, and how important they are to that their team's success right now. Yeah, I mean, Grant Sherfield, if he doesn't play well, Nevada doesn't win. That's how important he is to this team. He's a six foot two combo guard. He was originally committed to UCLA when Coach Alford was there. Coach Alford get fired. Um, they released him from his letter of intent, so he spent last year at Wichita State, and he was an okay player as a freshman. He wasn't anything spectacular, but um, you know, he transferred this year. A lot of weird things going on at Wichita State, and basically every player left. And um, he's just been dynamic. Uh, you know, in addition to the scoring and the the points, obviously, um, the, the assists have been tremendous. He's got a three to one assist to turnover rate, so he doesn't make a lot of mistakes with the ball. He's very crafty. I wouldn't say he's like this elite level athlete, but he'll get open shots. He's very good in the mid range. He gets to the free throw line a lot. Um, he's a more than willing passer. And the assist number is pretty high considering Nevada hasn't hit a ton of threes this year. 
Uh, when Nevada hits his threes, you know, he's usually in the 10 assist range because he's kind of getting some of those cheap assists. But, um, you know, a very long player, which has, you know, led to him being a pretty good defensive player as well. I mean, in terms of Desmond Cambridge, this is a high-volume scorer. And, you know, he's not going to get to the free-throw line a lot. He's not going to put a lot of pressure driving the ball to the rim. He's going to shoot 10 threes a game. And if he happens to have one of those games where, you know, seven of them go down, then he looks great. If he has one of those games where one or two of them goes down, then he doesn't look so great. But, you know, he's a nice, lengthy wing, six foot four ish, um, very athletic himself. I, I wish that he would drive the ball a little bit more because I think he could do that with a lot of success and, and really convert around the rim. But, yeah, these are the two most important players on Nevada's roster for sure from an offensive standpoint. And then they really do spearhead things defensively. Nevada has some other capable scorers. They got Zane Meeks, a stretch power forward who's averaging about 10 points per game. Uh, Trey Coleman's a freshman wing player who's averaging seven points per game the last seven games. He's become a lot more aggressive. Uh, Warren Washington and KJ Himes at center. Usually one of those two guys has a really good game. So they've got some other pieces for sure, but it does start with those guards. I mean, those are guys, they're probably going to score 40 points. Now, if they do it efficiently, Nevada's going to win. If they don't do it efficiently, Nevada's usually in a dogfight to be able to kind of, you know, keep up with the other uh, offenses in this conference. I know it feels like we're forever away from the Mount West Conference tournament, to be honest with you, but uh, do you foresee or do you think there should be changes made to this year's tournament based on the teams that could maybe qualify for the NCAA tournament or you know, with COVID issues, or do you think you just keep it as it is, let all 11 go and let all let them go at it? Yeah, I mean, I'd probably just let all 11 go. I mean, if I would have done anything, I probably would have not played any of these makeup games this next week and just said, okay, everyone's going to Vegas. They're all going to quarantine in the same uh, hotel for a week to make sure that there are no interruptions. I I don't believe in trying to game the system to get in more teams into the Mountain West. Like I don't think, or into the NCAA tournament. I don't, I just don't think that's fair. Like, you know, and coach Alford's even said that as one of the better teams in the conference, like, you know, you look at Wyoming last year, everybody would have said Wyoming would have lost their first game really easily. They went out and won two games. They played three games in three nights. Like that was a great experience for those guys and they earned it. And, you know, you shouldn't take away that potential from one of these lower ranked teams in the West, just because, you know, you want to get as many teams as you can get into the NCAA tournament. Obviously that's the end goal, but going out there and taking away an opportunity from a kid like Orlando Robinson at Fresno state, who could maybe enter the draft after this year, maybe he goes plays really well. Fresno state wins three games and he helps his stock. That's just not fair uh, in my opinion. And I also think in coach Alford's opinion. So I wouldn't tinker with anything, with the tournament. And I think if you're the Mountain West, you just hope that your best teams play well. And, you know, hopefully you get at least three, maybe four teams into the NCAA tournament. If everything breaks right, Nevada somehow wins the Mountain West tournament and your other four top teams do some good things over the next 10 days, like maybe you get five. But I think if I had to guess right now, you're probably looking at three Mountain West teams in the NCAA tournament, probably San Diego State, Boise State, and then one of Colorado State or Utah State. Well, this is going to be an exciting week this week uh, for the end of the regular, I guess, normally scheduled season. We've got the makeup games next week, so it's not totally done yet. But uh, this is a big showdown, big series. There have been some great battles between these two teams over the years, whether in the Mountain West or in the WAC. And uh, really, for me, Ajay and Chris, I don't know about you guys, but for me, this points to the potential for another great matchup between these two teams. Uh, so excited to see what happens starting on Friday night. The next game will be on Sunday. So, Chris, appreciate your time and letting us know more about it. Once again, if people want to uh, check out what's going on with Nevada, where can they find your stuff? 
Uh, yeah, just go to NevadaSportsNet.com. I've already put out my position preview for the series. I'm posting some game notes today. I'm going to do a feature on Amos Guaita tomorrow, and then I'll have my, uh, posi- my, my predictions and three keys tomorrow as well. So I know everybody back here is excited to see Nevada on the court and obviously Utah State trying to rebound and build up its resume a little bit. And like you said, I mean, there's just been some epic matchups between these teams over the last 15 years when I've been covering the teams that – I've enjoyed so many of the games, whether it was Gary Wilkinson back then or Pooh Williams or Stavon Williams or Ty Wesley and, you know, the more recent players, uh, you know, even go back to J.C. Carroll versus Nick Fazekas. So uh, I think these will be close games and, and another fun chapter in the, the rivalry for sure. I hey, appreciate you, Chris. Take care, be safe, and we'll be talking to you soon. Hey, sounds good.